Welcome to the Gym Lords Podcast, where we talk to real gym owners and share their stories, their trials, and what's working for them right now. To apply to be a guest on this podcast, click the link in the description. Hope you enjoy and subscribe. What's up, everyone? Welcome back to another episode of the Gym Lords Podcast. I will be your host today. My name is Brooke, and joining me on this show are Anthony, Chris, and Brian of AM Total Being Fitness, powered by the Moses Method. Welcome back, guys. It's good to have you. How are you doing? Yes, good. Good. Good to be here. Good. I'm so happy to have you back. Now, um, you know, you guys are running a very interesting business model here. You've got your, your one-on-one personal training, but you also do some, some testing um, and programming. Can you just kind of give us a little bit more information on that specifically before we dive into the nitty gritty of the business itself? Um, I mean, we start, we can start with basically we do, obviously we do uh, health history, exercise background, we take all vitals, um, and then we go into what's called, which is called a DEXA, a DEXA scan. Okay. And a DEXA scan obviously shows visceral fat, subcutaneous fat, bone density, left to right bone, I mean, uh, muscle mass, and, you know, trunk, limbs, it's the gold standard for your body fat testing. Then we go into VO2 max testing, which shows your me- me- measure of oxygen that you can utilize while moving. And we also do resting metabolic testing as well. Okay. So find out your metabolism. Okay. A little bit of everything, not something that all fitness business owners are doing. So that does set you apart. But now kind of, I feel like the best way for us to make this valuable for our listeners today is kind of start with your end goal, a goal that you guys are working toward achieving. And then we can kind of work our way backwards through ideas and some industry best practices. So we can kind of figure out the most efficient way to get there. Um, so gym owners listening to this show, they might have a similar goal to you. Um, and they'll be able to listen to this and kind of plug things into their business from our conversation. So let's think of it this way. You have like a little magic wand um, and you could have absolutely any gym, any fitness business, um, you know, of your choosing your wildest dreams. First thing I would like to say is like, how big do you want this to be? Do you guys want multiple locations? Talk to me about what your big goal is here. Uh, The the, the main goal is to, to really touch Every health practitioner, every gym owner, the, the ones that will buy into it around the whole wide world, actually. That's that's the main goal. Obviously, right now we have one facility and we're working on our second facility here in Michigan. And then we're going to try to connect with uh, Dexafit and try to start doing some things around the country. Got you. So this is where the fun part begins. I love personally on this podcast, talking to people who have really big, ambitious goals. I think of myself as like super growth minded. Um, I always ask myself, well, when I have this, why not more? Um, And so I feel like there's plenty of layers for us to unravel here. Um, So, you know, within each location, ideally, how many members would you like to be able to touch? How many people would you like to be able to help? You guys want to add in? Yeah, I mean, um, some of our, our facilities, we've looked at different projections. And I just want to back up for just for a second. 
and Anthony went into it as far as who we would like to touch. I think um, also sharing our mission statement um, to be able to touch one person at a time, you know, to help them to change and then go out and help others to change. And that's something that has been a business model that has been in place since we started from the beginning. Um, so Anthony started as the veteran of us. And um, that's the model that we've carried and have wanted to share. And um, that being said, on a clientele basis, we've looked at about 300 yep. um, per testing center. And obviously, as that increases, we're looking at overspill and obviously having more places to be able to serve more clients as that grows, as more people change and are also inspired to help others to change. Because we don't just want, and this is also has served our, our referral model as well, because it's built within our training. We like to help you to change, so then you can go inspire others to change. You bring more people in, they bring more in, and we, we grow as a business, and but we also grow wellness as well. Absolutely. So, go ahead. I, I, you know, Chris just made me spawn a thought. You know, when you think about places like Orange Theory, uh, you know, the, the small group studios, what we're trying to do is create a testing facility, not trying, we've actually created that, and that's what we're doing, that's our model. It's a testing facility where you're not guessing, right? But you, you're, you have an app where you can go to Planet Fitness, train on your own, but every 12 weeks, you come back and you get retested, you get reprogrammed, and you constantly have your app with live videos, you know, that we've shot that tells you exactly what you need to be doing. So you still have the personal training touch, but being able to touch more members. Does that make sense? Yeah. Yeah. I love that. I think it's, I think it's so cool because with that kind of that idea, you can help a lot of people without it costing you a ton of time. Yes. A ton uh, of time. Yeah, there's only, you know, there's only about 12-ish hours in a day where we can be right. working with our clients, like, one-on-one. Right. -on -one. And so right. this allows you to to help a lot of people within that time period. And I, I really, really enjoy that. And I think it's a very creative way to build a scale. So um, are you guys familiar with the show Shark Tank? Have you guys ever watched that show Shark Tank? Yes, we have. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. So anybody who listens to or has watched that show that's listening to the podcast will recognize that in a service business, like running a gym or running a fitness business, the key challenge is usually acquisition specifically. Yep. You know, right. what, what it costs the business, either in time or in money to acquire right. a new customer, right? right. So- how are you guys currently tracking your cost per acquisition? Guys. Um, that's a very that's good question. A, a really because good because question. we're because right now we've got two businesses running within a business. So, you know, the 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 first business is personal training, one-on-one. -on -one. So mm -hmm. obviously our cost is, you know, training the client. I mean, charging the client and then being able to pay the trainer. Now, the other one, we're pretty much, it kind of runs itself. So yeah. it's very cost effective. The only tracking that we would be doing as far as our cost would be the testing. Right. Okay. The testing, okay. The, the amount of time that it takes to do the testing. And remember, you got 12 weeks where the client's actually using the app and they are working out on their own. They've got all their information, the nutrition, 
their yep. progressions, all that stuff's already built in. So right. Okay. Got you. So, you know, we can take a step back here so that we're still, I kind of still want to talk about that acquisition process. Cause I feel like 85% of the time I'm talking to people and that's their biggest challenge is acquiring yeah. new people to utilize their service. Right. I think you guys have an amazing, amazing product. I would take advantage of this product um, for sure. But the, the challenge for most people is they might have the product, but how do we find people to use the product? Um, so, you know, we can derive that in other ways um, from a high level kind of strategic point of view. What are you guys doing to drive new customers or new clients in through the door of the testing facility and, you know, the personal training side of things? Referrals. I think referrals are number one. Number two, social media. And we're getting ready to hire a PR company. As we expand, we know we need to touch more people and target market in, 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 in the right way. Got you. So, you know, referrals in this business, we love them uh, because it means a lot. Like if, if our customers trust us so much and they're seeing results with us that they go and they tell their friends, right. we're, we're spreading the word. And then that client already comes in they already trust us because their friend trusts us. That's and right. it's like a, a nice pattern. Yes. I, yes. Um, so on average, how many members are you currently or how many new clients are you guys currently bringing in every month? Probably about five or six. Okay. Okay. And so like, you know, if you guys are bringing in six people every month, like clockwork, um, you know, how, why why do you feel like, like what, what is it that leads to that kind of pattern of six every month? I think, um, I think where it really comes down to, and one thing that has really helped us a lot, and I kind of mentioned it, I, kinda, uh, I talked about our uh, mission statement, is that our referral process is also built into our business model. And, you, you know, and to quote John Travis, Connection is the currency to wellness. So what we do with our clients when we take them on the fitness journey, it's not just about programming them for their health, but we also try to inspire and motivate them to try to help others be healthy, right? And, and one thing I always say is that, you know, a pipe that continues has water flowing through it never runs dry. These people now become their professionals almost in their own right, and they're now out sharing that information and we also have a very good structure business-wise within the infrastructure that captures the name and numbers behind the people that they inspire who want to come in. And then we reach out, set up a, a consultation process and go through that whole process. So I think the biggest and most effective part is that it's built within the model. Right. You know, it's not alien to what we do. I think in a lot of business, sometimes they, they have this passion to what they want to do. But then on the business side of things, the passion is gone. Now we're all about numbers and hitting it is doing that. I think what allows ours to work is it's integrated within the uh, actual business belief and model. I think that helps a lot. Does that make sense? Yeah, I mean, I get that. And I think that, you know, we can still do that while having like kind of number-based goals and metrics that we want to achieve. Um, you know, right now, are you guys in the position within the facility itself? This is, you know, facility number one. We haven't gotten the opportunity to open two yet, but hopefully it's coming soon. But in facility number one, are you guys in the position where 
you're pretty comfortable in terms of clients that you're serving or are you looking to grow? Would you ideally like more than, than what you have now? Well, well, I want to speak on that. We're comfortable where we are, but to prove the model so that we can branch it out and license it, because right now, actually, we have a certification program that we'll be finishing up, that, well, we won't be finishing up. Uh, Tom Spring, who's our wellness consultant with, ACE, with the American College of Sports Medicine, will be training and certifying trainers to do this type of testing. Then once we do that, we'll be able to branch it out. Now, the reason we would want more clients is to prove the model, because at the end of the day, people want to make more money, right? So if we can prove that you can work less hours, service more people, make more money, then that's that's the goal. So that would be our ultimate goal in terms of adding more people. We can open up another facility tomorrow, but is it the quality going to be there? Absolutely not. So what we're doing is we're refining and making sure we're fine-tuned on keeping the personal training and the Moses method, which is the testing and the app base, which all kind of goes together. We do it with our personal training clients as well, the testing, keeping that sharpened and continuously organically growing the business. Got you. Without having too much overflow and losing the quality. Yeah, no, no, no. I got you. I definitely understand that. But as you kind of continue to grow and scale, do you think that you will need to add in another form of like lead gen um, other than referrals? Because right now it sounds like most of your business is coming in through referrals. Do you think that oh, that's referrals, going to change? Yeah, we do referrals. We do some Google ads and we do some, we do a lot of those things. And we'll probably do some TV stuff too as well, you know, because what we have a lot of our clients, not of a lot, but a, a few of our client referrals, I'm going to say at least 30% are from doctors. Doctors refer most of our clients to us because we actually have a medical director because what we do is all medical grade, you know, from DEXA to the VO2 max testing, all those things require a sort of skill where you're not just taking a 60-year-old woman and giving her a VO2 max test without doing a health history, you're going to probably put her into a stroke or something. If she's on blood pressure medicine, you understand what I'm saying? So we, we have, uh, 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 ugh, losing my, my, my words, we have a medical director. So now we have, we're, we're attracting more doctor referrals versus client to client referrals. Does that make sense? Okay. I understand. Doctors are looking for, to help their patients with, uh, I want to say something. Well, no, I just, with, just... Osteo, with, with osteoporosis, they have to find someone that's got a DEXA machine and they've got to find someone that understands how to use it. We've been using a DEXA machine for at least four or five years now. So we have a better understanding. We've been using VO2 max machines for 11 years. You know, we actually have two patent pendings on the uh, core machine, and we're ready to private label that as well, uh, called the Moses Method uh, Metabolic Analyzer. So that's the biggest piece, I think. It's going to be more medical versus just client-to-client -client referral. I don't, okay. I don't know what's the long-winded -winded, uh, answer that you were looking for, but... Hey, it's okay. That works. Um, so. 
My next question here is, you know, with about six new clients coming in every month through, you know, your doctor referrals, through the different methods that you guys are utilizing currently, is that a good pace for you or would you like to see that amplified? Probably 25 would be the, the, the perfect spot to keep the quality of training, of, of, of keeping the, you know, what is it, the, the, the quality of the right. service. 25 is the, the sweet spot. So you're at six now. You would like to get to 25. What are you going to do to amplify that? We're, and going, to do, we're going to do uh, marketing and we're going to open up a second facility. Okay, got you. Um, so I feel like the next place for us to kind of take this conversation would be turning those leads so hypothetically, we're getting like, how many leads would you say you get in a month? Inquiries for people who are interested in the Moses method or the the, the gym itself? Mm, probably about 12. I'd say about 10 to 15. Well, about 10, 10 to 15. 10 to 15? And how many of those would you say actually come in the front door? That's a good question. Well, probably about nine. I mean... Our turnover rate, the people that come in the door, they usually walk out signed up, mm -hmm. at least on the Moses method or with some form of personal training. Okay. So there are some people who are inquiring then who are not coming in at all. Where do you feel like that drop-off is happening? I think that's something that we I all think, deal with. I think it's a pre, I don't mean to cut you off, I think it's a pre-contemplation yes, thing yes. that I think people are ready to do it and their emotions are there. And then the reality sets in, fear sets in, they're in pre-contemplation, then they get to contemplation, and then they call us back six months from now, and they say, hey, I'm ready to get going. I looked at you guys six months ago, and I'm finally ready to make the commitment. Yeah. Um, and how do you keep in touch with them? Like, do you guys have, like, do they get entered into, yep, like, an email campaign? Email. Yep, 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 yep. Okay. Contact. That's awesome. And I think your conversion rate sounds really good, right? If you're getting like, you know, six people, how many people you said come in the front door? Like you're closing anywhere between 12 to 15 and we're converting anywhere between six to seven into, and I think that's a pretty good pace for where we are now post COVID. Yeah, I would agree with you. Industry average is 60%. So that's about spot on to that. Yeah. Um, who is it that handles most of the sales? Oh, uh, he's not here right now, actually. Yeah, and myself. I okay. handle him as well. Yeah. Okay. So as the business kind of grows and scales, hypothetically, you guys go and you open up a second um, location. How is that sales process going to be replicatable from, you know, where you are now to over there? Are like one of you guys going to go to the second location? Yep. You're going to hire somebody new. What will that look we're like? We're going to hire new people, and we're also going to go and we're going to have we're going to we're going to uh, we have to work our butts off. You already know how that works. Anytime you grow a business, you have to work harder. Yeah, nothing no. falls through the sky, you know. Until you you know, once you start scaling, you've got three or four places. I mean, you still have to work, but you know, the whole goal is to get it to where it's definitely running like a world oil machine and it's super replicable. And that's what we're in the process of doing right now. That's why there's no hurry to get more than six or seven clients per month until we can truly replicate everything that we do because we can open up a second location tomorrow. But is it realistic and re replicable? Absolutely not. And I would tell any gym owner out there that's, that's successful, 
you know, because I've been in business for over 20 years, you know, you can be successful, but you, you still have to, you have to manage your margins or you'll have errors and you may not be able to, you know, return back from them. You know, if you grow too quick, you grow too yeah. quick, that's not good. Yeah, I mean, it's all about the systems that we have behind everything that we do. If we don't have systems for every little piece of our business, it's yeah. not replicatable because one business, one one location will be thriving and the other one is still trying to figure things out. That's right. And then it's like a teeter, it's like a teeter totter at that yeah. point. So it's yeah. just not, it's not efficient. Um, so kind of the last piece that that I like to talk about here is kind of keeping the members, the clients long-term. So is attrition something that you guys have a metric um, where you have data for that? Yes, we do. Absolutely. Yes, we do. We have a lot of data. We, the, the guy with all the, 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 the stuff you're asking, he's actually out right now, but he runs all that. He will be able to you know, answer the things that you're, at, you're asking us that we're not I think we're asked, I think we're answering them correctly, yeah, 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 but we will are. be able to be a little bit more spot on because that's his line of work. Well, right. say in, in remembering numbers that he's he's um informed us of the retention rate as far as like if we're talking Moses method has been right around seventy five percent, and that's without the portal and the app, you know, kind of helping keep that net as well. So, so would you say that your membership is increasing overall month to month, or do you think that it's like kind of uh, stagnant increasing it's increasing okay and we're the slow semi right now we're i think this is the slowest part of the year but it's kind of hard to tell because the new world since COVID, right so you know we're what uh thanksgiving christmas people are thinking about spending money on christmas gifts they've got family coming in from out of town they're traveling so their money's not going to be so much into personal training right now i think after the first of the year, all the way up to probably around May, June, that's when you'll see a lot of growth in the industry. Yeah, um, I, I agree to a certain extent, but I also think that like if the value is there, which it most definitely is, this is a service, a product that people are going to utilize and they're definitely going to see results. People yeah. will pay. They're going to make it fit into their budget. Um, it's just a matter of how do we share that with people? How do we get them to decide, hey, I need to spend this every month because it's gonna make me feel better. And that's a difficult, that's a difficult piece that a lot of a lot of us struggle with. Right. Um, for most people, the hardest part is just showing up and making the the commitment to themselves. Right. Um, so kind of to take a step back, you know, given everything that we've talked about today in terms of bringing new people in the front door turning them into customers or clients and keeping them around for the long term where do you as you know business owner and you know employees of the business vital pieces of the business where do you think that you all have the biggest room for improvement moving forward as you continue to grow and scale well i think the biggest room for improvement is just working better as a team I think the better you work together as a team, like with any team, you become better. Right. You know, I, I would agree with you there. Teamwork makes the dream work. I think that's what they yeah, say. Yeah. And, and, and like when, I, when I say that, I mean, everybody honing in on their department. You know, if I'm the business owner and I've got to go out and meet with other business owners to better the business and get more people to come in, different connections. Ryan's the head trainer. Chris is doing corporate wellness and he's going off 
each one of us has to improve in each area that we're in and then come together collectively. That's what I would say. Yeah. I don't know what Brian was. No, saying. and then and then that's where the replicability, as we were saying, then comes in as well. As we're our best self and improving, then we can then replicate that with with the others as we continue to grow. Yeah. Yeah. And that's I think the nature of a team. The structure and the science of the power behind teamwork is understanding that it's dynamic, right? It's not set in stone. So just like if we can go to on a football field, it's their ability to adapt with every new play, with every new change on the field, and they do it as a collective. And that's like what Anthony's saying. As there's more growth upon us, all of us have to grow in those individual standards and come together collectively, collectively. and see each other's weaknesses and point them out. Because we meet, you know, we have meetings every morning, and then we have one big meeting every Wednesday. So communication, I communicate. Yeah. Communication, I think, is a huge piece in any business in terms of just, you know, not just in corporate industry, but in any business. We have to communicate, have meetings so we can see what the flaws are, what we need to improve on. Again, the matrix with the numbers and all of the other things. Yep. Those are all such, such important, important pieces. And, you know, I think like uh, having, having this teamwork with one another, with your internal team, but also as business owners and people that are, you know, looking to grow and scale this business is also looking beyond that and trying to grow as a person, right? There's Absolutely. always somebody out there in the world that we can learn something from. And so just being open to listening to different things, yes. um, podcasts yes. like this, talking with different people who might know something that maybe you nope. don't know. Those are all important pieces to you know, that, that teamwork piece, that growth piece. So I really appreciate you sharing your perspective there. Now, I want to give you a chance to shout out, you know, your website, your social media, where can our listeners go if they want to follow along on the journey as you guys continue to grow and scale both AM Total Being Fitness by the Moses Method and like- by the Moses Method. You got uh, MosesMethodFitness.com uh, and AMTBFit.com. Perfect. So Anthony Moses, um, Brian Amisager, and uh, Christopher Donald. And thank you, Brooke. We appreciate you. Thank you guys for coming back on the show. It was a lot of fun having you back and kind of hearing how things have changed and evolved. Um, And so listeners, thanks for tuning in. Don't forget if you want to stay notified. I don't don't mean to cut you off, but I've got someone in the background, another one of my trainers, and she's speaking up, Samantha. She said Facebook, we need to follow us on Facebook, Instagram, and uh, YouTube. Awesome. Thank you for sharing that. We'll be sure to go check you out on those places. And um, thanks again for being here, listeners. Thanks for tuning in. Don't forget, if you want to stay notified about future episodes, hit like and subscribe. If you want to join us here at the Gym Lords podcast, fill out the link in the description. Our team will be in touch with you soon. As always, until next time, Gym Lords out. Thank you for listening to this interview, but don't go anywhere. We still have two more incredible interviews coming right up inside this episode. But if you're a gym owner that's looking to get more clients, keep them longer, and make more money, head to the link in the description of this podcast and schedule a free leave your credit card at home consultation with one of our business consultants. You see, here at Gym Launch, we've helped over 4,000 gym owners across the world increase their sales, take home more money, and build the business of their dreams. And it simply starts with a phone call. 
Click on the link in the description of this podcast to schedule your call today. Now, let's head into the next interview. What's going on, everyone? Welcome back to another episode of the Gym Lords Podcast. I will be your host today. My name is Joe Fitzgerald. Joining us are Tim and Bob of Alpha Training. Guys, how are we today? What's going on? Doing great, man. How are you? I'm good. I'm good. I am excited to visit this. This is a where are they now kind of episode. Tim and Bob joined us earlier this year. And for some context, for people who missed that episode, guys, give us a little bit of a description here. Context, what is Alpha Training? What are we here to talk about? Sure. Alpha Training, um, you know, just kind of give you a background. Started probably about a little about four years ago. We're a sports performance facility in Newark, Delaware. I acquired the business uh, a little over a year ago. And, you know, we fo- our main focus is on strength and conditioning athletes from youth through college. Uh, we, we also work with a couple uh, professional athletes. Um, but our main focus really is on that youth to high school to even in the early stages of college athlete. Okay. Okay. Strength and conditioning standpoint. Sure. And so we're, we're focusing on how do we become better athletes overall? Alpha training was the solution to that. Give us a little bit of history here before we explore everything else from a business standpoint as to how the two of you became involved with this. Sure. I started uh, first as a member. Actually, my my boys were members, so we were involved um, with them. They started training here four years ago, um, so they're what they're six. So they're about twelve years old. And my youngest, who's eleven now, started when he was eight. Um, I saw the impact as as a parent, what it meant and what it did to them on the athletic field. Um, I always had an interest in, in investing and being involved in the fitness industry. Um, and this one, you know, being, seeing the effect firsthand, what it had done with my children, um, it just, it kind of hit home a little bit more. Um, and it was, a, it was in a, a business that I could get excited about. Um, you know, I looked at a lot of the different models out there franchises and you know nothing really kind of excited me as far as you know i can really dive into this and then you know once we got involved with alpha training um it was it took probably about three years until i i acquired the business um last september um and from there we've evolved into um you know really working and fine tuning what direction we wanted to go with our athletes. Tim joined us in when October. He is our manager. He's in charge of programming. He's in charge of managing our trainers. Um, and, you know, he's been a, just a short time that he's here. He's made a huge impact on the overall business and we're extremely excited to have him. Um, he's got a great background in the industry and so he's bringing a lot of fresh ideas. Um, and, you know, like I said, we're, we're just, you know, my wife, who is also the uh, operations manager, we're extremely excited 
to have Tim and to see where, you know, the direction that we're heading and where we're going to be in the next year or two, three years, four years, yeah. five years down the road. So every gym owner that listens to this pod knows that having a good manager unlocks so many options as a business owner. There's just things that really, really need boots on the ground and, and focus on to move the needle in a business like this. Sounds like you're what you and your wife are, are kind of the overseeing Tim is the implementation. It all makes sense. Now that we have, I mean, we're over a year in, in your ownership tenure here, Bob, let's explore kind of both sides of this. What's been your favorite part about owning a business like this and, and what's been the toughest part about owning a business like this? My favorite part, <clears throat> we'll start with that. My favorite part is just seeing, you know, the athletes that we work with, hearing from the parents, you know, what, what kind of impact we're making on their, their kids' lives, um, you know, hearing successes from some of the athletes, whether they are getting offers or committing to different schools. Um, you know, it's just seeing, you know, really firsthand what it's done for the, the, the athletes that are involved. Um, the toughest part is been the past year since I acquired a business, we've really spent, my wife and I spent probably a good seven, eight months really focusing on the internal structure, policies, procedures, um, you know, and really kind of getting that in place. And then the last piece of the puzzle was really bringing Tim on um, yeah. as, as a manager with his experience and background, um, being like you said, the boots on the ground, the implementer, um it, that's that's also been very exciting since october yep. you started um so you know we've we've got a lot of exciting things happening and it's you know with tim's help it's starting to move quickly yeah and i think i mean it's it's an interesting one how we perceive taking over an existing business versus starting a business from scratch sometimes taking over an existing business is more difficult because of that culture and, and process change than it is to, to build from zero. We've been working on that internally for a long time now. Let's, let's look at this from a where do we want to go perspective, and then we can pull back and, and decide how that looks today onward. Picture for the two of you guys. What's the vision for this? Where do we want to be a couple of years from now? The vision is, is essentially to, you know, to cement our, our existence and really kind of put a stamp on the, on the tri-state area. We're, we're in Delaware. So we, we, we get athletes from Pennsylvania, Maryland, Delaware, New Jersey, um, and to really being a premier strength and conditioning facility. Um, you know, we've, Shifted a little focus, a little bit of our focus more on the team training side of things um, as of the last couple of months. And that's really starting to uh, open up a lot of doors for us um, and get more athletes in the door. And, you know, working with a team and seeing them progress together um, and seeing how it impacts their performance on the field versus just an in individual athlete. Um, I think it's going to help, you know, help us really kind of make a bigger impact. Um, you know, we, we 
we do have a lot of individual athlete members. Um, and, you know, we're, we're constantly like, Hey, where's your teammates? You know, like mm-hmm. making you better. So what about the rest of your team? So that's really the, the direction that we're going. Um, we're working with college teams, uh, division two teams. We're working with high school teams, club teams um, to really kind of, you know, take over this area as far as that's concerned from a strength and conditioning standpoint. Um, yeah. There's so. a couple of things I, I want to dig into there because first and foremost, the, the idea, the enterprise sale, if you will, of working with teams, it's a, it's a longer sales cycle. There's more moving parts. There's more decision makers involved. But I liken it a lot to the idea of like one-on-one personal training. For everybody we sign up, big bump in revenue, right? This is meaningful money. But then again, the same the other way, every time we lose one, big drop in revenue. Mm-hmm. For you guys, it, that's a focus, but it sounds like not the exclusive route, right? We're going to balance that with other things in the future. Am I understanding correctly? Correct. Correct. Okay. Well, let's figure that out and, and kind of take it back to today to see like what building that bridge looks like. And, and it sounds like, at least from a simplistic perspective getting people in through the doors in the first place whether it's these athletes whether it's athletes friends whether it's parents whether it's teachers whoever it may be for you guys from a marketing standpoint 30,000 foot view what's been successful for you so far in terms of getting people in beyond the hey where are your buddies where are your teammates kind of question What's, what's been the best option for you guys to get some bodies in through the door? You know, since, since inception, it's really been word of mouth. Um, you know, we get a lot of people, oh, we heard about you. We're, we have a big social media presence um, and, and we're constantly trying to improve and, and do more of that. Um, but just the word of mouth um, has, has been the most successful for us as far as getting the, the quality of, of athlete that we're looking for, um, you know, we've, we've done some marketing as far as reaching out to different club teams, um, referrals from one coach to another, um, things like that. You know, it's, it's been, it's, you know, word of mouth is obviously a a tremendous way to grow organically. Um, but it, it can also take a lot more time. Yep. But that's, that's really been the most successful avenue for us so far. Um, you know, we've, I'm looking at thinking about the handful of teams that we're working with currently, they were all word of mouth. You know, mm-hmm. one guy said, Hey, you should reach out to this guy. And, and, or, you know, it, it, that's, that's really the way it's been going. Okay. Do you think that either in the near future or longer term, you'll have to put some more emphasis on this, whether it's some sort of formalized strategy or, or a point person for that kind of role to, to further the business. Yeah, we, we recently, well, not recently, I would say over, I can't remember. We, we hired a sales manager um, to really focus on our sales efforts as far as reaching out, making phone calls, 
um, marketing, you know, putting flyers together, stuff like that. Um, he started with us in July. Um, and, okay. and so, you know, again, with us focusing on the internal structure of the business, you know, we, we felt really comfortable come July, August, we were like, okay, we've got a foundation that we can really build off of. Now we need to get the team in place. Yeah. We brought on the sales manager in July. And then the last piece of that puzzle was bringing uh, Tim on in October. So I'm very confident and comfortable with the team that we had in place. Um, and, and it's starting to make an impact already. Yeah. And so it's more of foundation building to this point. So then now we can start to stack. Is that right? We, we needed to just get the team together before. And I think that's a really important point. I think I've spoken to businesses before who do some pen and paper math and, oh, if we only get 200 members, 300 members, we'll be doing X amount of dollars a month. But we have to realize that there's a fulfillment component. We actually have to deliver on the back end of that. And so for you guys, it's been, it's been getting the pieces in place before that's a realistic option. And now, as you look forward, we've got a team, we've got some strategies and, and some ideas. What's the timeline for this look like, guys? Where, I mean, we didn't really establish a, a hard metric, but the focus being on teams in general how does that look next year? Let's, let's get a little bit more tactical for a moment. I think where, what it looks like next year with what we have in the works, you know, from the team perspective, we're pro we will more than double the amount of teams that we're currently working with. Um, and, and again, that, you know, we do, a lot of the team training is, is centered around preseason, you know, getting the team ready for the season. Um, we're starting to talk, Tim, especially starting to talk to the athletes about well, what are you doing in season? You know, we can adjust and, and make the training appropriate for in season because that's as, as important as preseason to get you ready for the season. Um, so really just, I think where we're going to be this time next year is going to be night and day from where we're at right now. Cause yeah. we are just getting our momentum yeah. and, you know, staying in momentum is obviously very important when it comes to a business and growing a revenue stream. Um, you know, but I since taking ownership, I am, really comfortable and excited about the momentum that we're building currently. Okay. Now in sports performance businesses like this, historically the challenge has been the seasonality of it, right? Either teams or individuals will train for 12 weeks and then they're in season. And that's sort of what you mentioned. They'll train through the summer and then we don't see them for nine months. And even the best of the best, the, the Mike Boyles of the world, the Eric Cressys of the world, they balance this with some sort of general population training. Do you mm -hmm. think that that's going to be an element of your business here, either now or into the future? 
Yeah, we we have uh, we have an adult fitness class um, that you know is really focusing on the parents of our athletes. Um, you know, when I when I was involved before I took ownership, uh, I would come bring my kids and I'd see you know, 20, 30 parents, just 10 parents just sitting there. I'm like, well, we got to offer them something. And so we, we've, we have a program we call sweat. Um, it's, it's a group fitness, small group of fitness for adults. Um, and one of the things, you know, when, when, when I was doing the sales for that, anytime I spoke to someone, I would always tell them like, look, you understand we are a sports performance facility we are going to train you like an athlete regardless of your age if you're five or 50 you're going to train like an athlete we're going to make you more athletic you know i i joke i was like we don't create bodybuilders here we create athletes and um you know that's been something that's you know helps with stabilizing that monthly revenue stream um and that's starting to grow uh, more than it has over the last year so we, we offer that for the adults. Yeah. Um, we also do personal training um, for general population as well as athletes. Sure, sure. Um, and then we also have uh, our monthly gym members. Got it. Okay, so there's a number of different services available. This is not exclusive within the sports performance realm. And I think for people who don't spend time in that or don't think about the performance world, for nine or 10 months out of the year, kids are in school, right? Mm -hmm. <laughs> 3 p.m. and earlier, it's a fairly empty building and a lot of business owners want to monetize that time in that space. I, that seems like an easy avenue to make that transition. And so guys, we, we've sort of circled the, the topic. We've talked about where we wanna go. We've talked about what we're doing now. I wanna, I want to pick your brain on where the potential challenges are, where the potential hurdles for you guys are. As you move forward, what do you think is going to be the toughest part about building these, building this type of business? Um, I would say, you know, with, with any business competition, um, you know, and, and make ensuring that, you know, our team, of trainers and from from myself all the way down top down is really understanding what the mission is um and and ensuring that we deliver on the fulfillment side at a consistent way consistent basis um you know the challenge you know there's always a challenge of of getting in front of enough people uh mm -hmm. And, and getting them in the door. Um, you see anything? Yeah, I mean, like he was saying, though, like the biggest challenge is going to be our product, making sure our product speaks for itself. Um, sure. So whether from the top all the way down, um, if we're providing the best service, um, and I'm big on that every single time an athlete walks to their door, uh, it should be their best workout. And if they're here three days a week, like it should just keep getting better every single day that week. And yep. on top of them, um, that's just going to be the hardest part um, and, and getting on the staff like, and with retention as well. Retention yep. is always hard um, to keep a company with all with all 
of the 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 comp competition out there. Yeah, Tim, I think I mean you said it without explicitly saying it, but I think a lot of the time on this podcast we get so caught up in in lead generation and sales conversions. When we talk about any kind of marketing strategy or plan, we need to have something worth marketing in the first place before we start delving into all of these things. And, and that usually plays out in retention. Like you're saying, retention is, is usually the ultimate measurement of a business like this. So I appreciate you for, for bringing that up. We're running a bit shy on time here, guys, but I wish we had more time because I feel like we just barely skimmed the surface of a lot of these things. Before we sign out of here, why don't you guys tell people where they can learn more about Alpha Training? Is it a website? Is it social media? Is it both? Where can people go? Yeah, we have uh, both. Uh, we have a website, alphatrainingde.com. Uh, we're also on Instagram, uh, TikTok, Twitter. Uh, you know, so we hit all the social medias, Facebook, um, you know, and that's really the, you know, the social media has been a, a pretty big avenue for us about just getting our name out there, what we're doing, um, celebrating our athletes when they make accomplishments. Uh, but that that's where they can reach us mostly. Fantastic. Guys, this has been a bunch of fun and it's taking me down memory lane of, of a facility that I used to be a part of. But like I said, we're running a bit shy on time here. I can't thank you enough for your willingness to share insight into what it's like to operate a facility like this i wish you nothing but the best guys i'm excited to see how this takes shape now that we do have all of the pieces in place and so for now thank you and uh best of luck thank you thank you absolutely and to everyone who tuned in today thank you as well don't forget if you'd like to be notified about future episodes hit like and subscribe if you're interested in joining us to talk about your business model click the link in the description fill it out our team will be in touch with you soon and as always until next time jim lords out thank you for listening to the podcast so far don't go anywhere we still have another episode coming right up right after this word from one of our sponsors the Jim Lords podcast is sponsored by Prestige Labs. Prestige Labs is the first and only nutritional supplements company built by gym owners for gym owners. Prestige Labs solves the problem that all gyms have experienced, the broken inventory model, low commissions, and even lower quality products. Prestige Labs provides 100% drop shipping, zero inventory, PhD formulated high quality supplements for you and your clients. The goal is simple, cover 100% of your rent while never sacrificing your integrity. To learn more, or to become an affiliate of Prestige Labs for free, apply at affiliate.prestigelabs.com. That's affiliate.prestigelabs.com. Double your client results, double your income. You can head to affiliate.prestigelabs.com to become an affiliate for free. Now stick around for the rest of this episode. Use coupon code GYMLORDS on prestigelabs.com for 20% off all future supplement orders. What's up, everyone? Welcome back to another episode of the Gym Lords Podcast. I'll be your host today. My name is Joseph, and joining me on the show is Theron and Gilbert from Desert Metro Fitness in India, no, Indio, California. Welcome to the show, guys. How are you guys doing today? Good, good. Thank you, thank you. Thanks for having us. Of course. I'm very excited to have you on the podcast today to learn more about what you have going on at your gym. But before we dive into the business side of things, when you guys first opened your gym, 
What was the vision you had in mind for it? Um, so a little backstory on us. We were going to open before COVID mm -hmm. and we're, uh, we're looking around 15,000 square feet. And uh, after COVID, you know, everybody was more like, oh, I kind of want to do the smaller gym. I want to be, you know, more, more, pretty, more personal, mm -hmm. you know, that's kind of what we did. And we went towards that route. And uh, that's pretty much where we went around there. Okay, awesome. So with that being said, why don't you give the listeners your elevator pitch we have going on at your facility? So your services and any additional information that is, you know, useful to know. Elevator pitch, what do you mean by that? So okay. like what you offer to your customers. So do you guys offer nutrition, group classes, you know, PT? What do you guys offer there? Um, yeah, so we pretty much offer open gym, uh, in-person training, uh, group training, and we also have nutrition programming as well. If you wanted to do any type of bodybuilding competition, we offer coaching as well. Okay, awesome. So good mixture there. So with that being said, how many people you're currently serving at your facility? That's kind of hard to say because um, just like people that, in a sense, would go to certain restaurants, mm -hmm. let's say usual we can't necessarily say that let's say frank is always going to come in on that friday to have his steak and wine yeah we have competitors we have trainers i'm sorry not trainers clients that kind of not necessarily come and go but it's like season mm -hmm. um, during the holiday season so to speak uh, most of the time a lot of people don't necessarily compete nor train so much during that time frame due to the fact that they're either traveling they're with family due to the holidays and or again the holidays you're having foods and people are trying to be a little bit more open and not restricted so when people yeah. don't necessarily when, when you go to, let's say if you go to a bodybuilding show and you see that there's not that many people around November to let's say January, February, yep. that's a holiday time frame. No one really wants to be restricted when they can't eat their pie, their mashed potatoes or their Christmas cookies. And not mm -hmm. only that, they'll hear from like, let's say mid January to February, and then you got Valentine's. So a lot of people didn't, don't really want to kind of stick to something when there's times that are going to conflict their own goals. Mm -hmm. Um, so, with that, we kind of have like right now eight, I would say 800 members is kind of like fluctuating. Let's say like, I'm not saying fluctuating, I'm just saying like the numbers are going constantly up and down. Mm -hmm. um, training wise, I would say 40 plus clients in general, let's say if I were to count them all total. Um, but consistently right now as to like our members or like not our members but as to like coaching and clients and stuff right now i mean that just very varies again yeah. uh, i would say 10 to 15 uh constant competitor not constant but uh, consistent competitors throughout the year that would stay constantly dieting and reaching uh for higher levels as to like their pro card so that way they could compete at the olympia mm -hmm. um so we have those people that are constantly year round and then we have other members or other um, clients that join in for us uh, as to group training or if not uh, the online coaching for the, let's say, whenever they wanted to compete or at specific times. Okay. So overall about about 800 members and it sounds like you guys have like a mixture of general population and competitors for bodybuilding. Is that correct? Correct. And then most of the time uh, our clients 
aren't like, like let's say our bodybuilding clients aren't always from the gym. We have clients from all over the U.S. and different states, and we travel to go to competitions mm-hmm. to different states as well for them. Okay, awesome. So with that membership base, what is the square footage of your guys' facility? 6550, 6550. Okay, so 6500 square feet. The industry average of like 1000 feet per member is about 100. So it sounds like you guys are killing it in terms of membership base. So good job there. So right. with that success, what have you guys utilized to, you know, like in terms of marketing to get people into your door? Um, so the best marketing is word of mouth. You know, you can add over and over until your friend tells you, you know, like, Hey, this gym's badass, you know, and how we get them to say it's bad is we have the best equipment in the Valley. Hands down, we have prime arsenal strength rogue. And the way our gym set up is we have a full leg day room and then everything else in the other room. Like, so, I mean, like it's really splitting a two sword. You're going hardcore working out in your legs you don't want to be crossing somebody you know doing bench press or something like that you kind of just want to focus everybody's in that zone in that area mm-hmm. you know kind of just the energy and the vibe when you show up to the gym you know like it's a different energy mm-hmm. you know so the word of mouth has gone very well for us we've done seminars where we got posing seminars uh we'll have like uh fitness celebrities come through you know uh coaches that are really well known that are world renowned you know come through that as actually our old coach you know and just friends and um there's a strong community of people in the fitness industry that are really kind of close niche in this area so like when one person hears about it another person hears about it and mm-hmm. it just like wildfire okay so mainly word of mouth which i agree it is the best way in terms of like conversion rates to get people like to become members because you know, if someone says to a friend, hey, you know, you should come to this gym. I love it here. Very likely to show up and become a member. So that's awesome. So in terms of other marketing channels, have you guys utilized, like, you know, like social media paid advertising or, you know, like old school, like paper out to their doorstep, postcards? What does that look like? We've done some of that stuff. Um, I mean... Yeah, we, we've done the whole social media ads and this and that, but I mean, the social media ads are more so to kind of get people to the door. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm not a big fan of social media ads itself, unless it's just to kind of say, hey, come in or whatever. Because most of the time, if we do a social media ad, then they're going to want to ask us questions mm-hmm. online. Yeah. And it's like, all right, cool. Are you either, are you hungry? Cause if you are, it's either yes or no. Now the question is, do you want a McDonald's burger or a Ruth Chris burger? Exactly. Yeah. Price. If I tell you $2 and I told you $14, which one are you going to go to? The $2 one. Cause now you could probably have more of it and it's going to be cheaper, but it's going to exactly. taste like, yeah. So, that, so that's the only thing that kind of, in a sense, I despise about online ads and stuff like that. They're they're beneficial to get people to kind of fill out the uh, lead generation and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. And then um, one thing that we utilized a lot more again was word of mouth because um, we're not we're not a big franchise gym as to twenty uh, four hour fitness, LA fitness, and stuff like that. And more so, that's more kind of like to bring in more members, no matter what. Mm-hmm. And then now. Butterfest. Um, we we like 
we like it was pretty much just word of mouth the one thing that kind of helped us a lot let's put it this way you came into our facility and you let's say did a free uh day pass or even if you did sign up we would hook you up with a free shirt so a mm-hmm. desert metro fitness shirt you came into work paid your day fee hey here you go here's a shirt reason why because that's marketing right there they're yep. going to want to shirt somewhere else they're going to go to the same gym that they're at let's say eos planet fitness whatever and they're wearing a dmf shirt and they're like hey what's that where'd you get that at and they're all like, oh, cool I'm gonna, I'm gonna try that out let's see what happens Next thing you know, more people are coming in. They post it up and it's just word of mouth. And people, we don't even follow or they don't even follow us. They post up our story and it goes from there. We've done uh, postcards where we would have our grand opening. We put them on different cars and everything like that. Uh, We tried doing the geo tracker where where people would kind of walk by and then their phone would, or like, you know, how like Facebook and Instagram work. Phone would kind of get into our location and then we'll send them an ad through that uh, social media or if not YouTube itself. We've done, we've done several, but overall, the thing that's worked the most is word of mouth, because if I tell you my mom's, uh, what you want to call it, fried chicken is bomb as hell, you're going to want to come over. Exactly. Yes. 100%. Okay. So you guys have done mostly everything in terms of marketing. So that is good. You guys post anything in terms of like social media content for like organic or do you guys just stray away from that? We, we do organic. The only thing that kind of, it's tough because not everyone wants to talk to you. So we've, um, we post up a lot. We do a lot of content, a lot of videos, a lot of, our our gym is more so about uh, educational purposes. Mm -hmm. Uh, Of course we are there to, Hey, come in, lift at our gym, but we want you to learn what, while you're there as well so the things that we post up it's not necessarily just like hey do this workout or do this workout you're actually learning what to do and why to do it so that way you could better yourself and reach your goals okay so with everything that we post up online it's more of a basis as to get people thinking whether if not hey are you doing everything you need to and if not reach out to us Mm -hmm. um marketing help is it does a lot it does very very well uh the only thing about it is it could be time consuming exactly yeah you have someone else working that area then you're gonna which it wasn't it was mainly us doing that back and forth and every time we message or this and that we'd always have to put up or repost the stories that they mentioned us or even if people the, the one thing that i'd always like doing when that's out there um sometimes i don't like giving like pointers and stuff but it's helpful because a lot of people don't know and i've been doing this a lot with a lot of my friends and a lot of people that say trainers or so that are just getting into it and people just don't understand and they say oh we'll just post something up and i'm gonna get the likes and this and that. Well, that yeah but not really they're liking what you're posting up but that's just saying like someone looking at your shoes and going oh those are dope and then walking right by Unless yeah it's just like- basically like brand awareness and not you know money because you know likes don't equal cash so that's kind of like a sticky well no kind of like a tiptoey area to to work with because like yes social media is great in terms of organic content but it doesn't mean that you're going to get a new member you know likes don't equal cash um yeah so let's just say someone new comes to your facility right what does the process look like to turn them into a new member from start to finish so Let's go with this. So like going back to the organic, right? Yeah. 
But if someone were to hit us up on Instagram or whatever, whatever, or even most or like if they were to add us on Instagram, just again, like word of mouth, that's where the organic necessarily comes in because you're adding us because you're possibly local. Mm-hmm. That's the only You're not yep. adding like um, the Olympia page or something like that. And you're, oh, I know this person on that. No, you're adding us because you're local. So anytime anyone asks friends of someone else that's nearby, I always try to send out a message just to say, hey, what's up? I saw you and we're here. So I always say, hey, what's up? How you doing? This, this, and that, whatever. Just to create a conversation to get them kind of, hey, we're not just robots. We're people. Yeah. Be that. They're all, hey, what's up? How you doing? And they want to talk a little bit more about it. That's when we invite them in and say, hey, come on in. It's a little bit too much to talk over the over the uh, Instagram and stuff like that. Too much typing, but come on in so that way I can show you a little bit better and you can get a feel for the machines and what we offer here. Mm-hmm. Um, the setup itself, the best thing to do is always have someone to come into the gym. Always. You could tell them prices over the phone, this and that. But again, we're going to go back to that burger analogy. A $2 versus $14 burger, a dry burger versus a nice, juicy, well-cooked burger. Well-cooked burger, yeah. Exactly. So you're going to decide whether or not you're going to want to sign up when you're there, not mm-hmm. when you're looking at the menu. Mm-hmm. So that's Thing. So we like to bring people in so that way we could give them tours, show them around and show them what's, what we have to offer and what's different from what other gyms have. Another thing is um, we want people, we put people into the equipment, which is the cell, which is it sells itself. Okay. Cause put it this way, you try, you drive before you buy, right? Yes. So we want people to say, Hey, you know what, just before anyone else, before they sign up with the coach or so the coach kind of explains everything. Right. So we tell our customers, like, Hey, try this machine out. This is one of our fan favorites. Try it out. Let me know how you feel. They come out of it and like, Oh my God, the exercise was great. The pump was, oh, you can't, you can't go wrong with it. The machine does the form for you, whatever you name it, whatever they say, <laughs> but that's just it. We want to make sure we offer the services for them. We walk mm-hmm. them around the gym so that way they get the feel for the experience that they're going to be there. Another thing about it, we put them in the equipment so that way they understand and they can see themselves. Hey, I can see myself working out here. I'm already liking the pump. I'm already liking the equipment and the movement. We also have a virtual tour online uh, on our website, just in case there's some people that, because we have a lot of snowbirds. So in yep. case they necessarily reach out to us or getting here we always uh offer the virtual tour online so that way like um you played the i forgot what it's called uh, the real-time playing game the re- rpg or rp yeah I mean, rpg um, yeah yeah there you go see i had it right uh <laughs> 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 at a certain point and it drags the character there right okay so on our website itself so there's little spots and little dots and you point to it and it'll rush the um the camera to that to that area and you'll get to see around the facility so you understand what we have to offer Okay, so it sounds like you have like all around approach in terms of online virtual tour, which I've never heard of that before. So very good job on, on your guys' end. And it sounds like you really make it like a personalized approach when that new person comes in. And you mentioned we, so what do you mean by like we handle it? So is it you, Theron? Is it you, Gilbert? Who handles that? And so, oh, sorry, go so it's uh, me and Gilbert kind of run the behind the scenes, make sure everything. So first off, you as starting this business, we were working at another gym and we we're just paying for time to work there until we got a, got into our location. Yep. We have a solid foundation of trainers that we have trusted and that have trained with us long enough to where we know they know what they're doing on top of their certifications, you know, because it doesn't matter how much you read a car manual doesn't mean you know how to drive a car It's the hands-on experiences, which is going to teach people how to communicate. And then on top of that, being able to talk to your client in a certain way and 
learned the way they like to talk is a big adjustment. So we had to build a team, right? And so from this team, we start bringing on people slowly and we're, we, you got to be very picky, you know, you know, quick to fire, slow to hire type, type mentality. Exactly. Yeah. I like that mentality. It's, it's very uh, smart in terms of business. Sucks. It's hard because, you know, it's not feelings, it's business, you know, but, um, so when we have people come in, as soon as you're, as soon as you're walking through the front door, you're greeted with a smile, you're greeted with a handshake, you're greeted with a hello, not people like, Hey, what's up? Can you check in? Oh, you're not checked in. Oh, can you talk to this guy? No, I want to make sure that it's a personalized experience when you come in, you know? And so that's the we part of it, you know? And then as you're going around the gym and you're getting a gym tour by the front person, you know, Oh, this is one of our trainers here. This is one of the owners. You get to see us right then, you know? And then, so like, as you're coming in, you get to meet us, shake our hands, you know, and sometimes it's intimidating. It's very intimidating to go into a new gym. So when you get the people that are owners of the gym and they're friendly, they're nice. And you meet the trainers and they're already encouraging, like, Oh, I'll give you a free session. That's why I like to offer is a free session. People normally don't take it, but just having the option there mm -hmm. makes gym a lot better, you know? And so um, that makes it more, that's what change is different from us from other gyms you know we like to personalize everything to where we're a community of people i can leave my phone sitting there ain't nobody gonna touch it you know and vice versa with anybody else that walks through the gym awesome i i really like to hear that it sounds like you guys really do care about you know your members and your community and that's obviously led to your guys' success so that's very good so last question here for you both um paint me and the listeners a picture here what are your short-term and long-term goals for your gym? Short-term right now, um, to be frank, um, finish our lease. That, that's the only thing I could say um, as that kind of foreshadows what we want to do. We already outgrew our space. Mm, within most definitely, yeah. Six six months. seven months <laughs> we outgrew it the blessing you know um the only thing that that kind of sucks about that is just the fact that now you're trying to find more to in a sense because now it's like you having four or five other kids in your one bedroom house it's like okay now we now we have to kind of start planning for the next venture so as you're kind of doing all of this and kind of focusing on how to manage to stay open for your first year to finish your first you're managing as well as as to like how to save up for the future of the business um just like when they say like when you buy a car what's the number one thing you should do have at least two months of payment and at least extra because you still need to buy for your tires and you still need to buy for anything where to mess up mm -hmm. so same thing with this our short-term goal is overall is just one just continue on doing what we're doing finishing the lease but as we're doing this, we're trying to amplify ourselves, get known towards, uh, let's say, throughout California, first off, and then later on build up and then expand from there. We are looking to open up a new facility, a bigger facility in the years to come. Right now, we're in the planning of that. Um, we're already looking to do construction as to build a new facility, build everything in the facility as to sub outlet, um, to different contractors as well for sub outlet um, to ourselves. Exactly. <laughs> um, cause again, that's a better business uh, motto cause you don't want the business to get trampled if things were to happen. Yeah. Property owners, which would be us as well. But 
we're doing this as well because we want to make sure we're expanding more in the fitness arena. And when I say that, fitness isn't only about training. It's about your mental health, your diet, your physicality as to your mobility and your flexibility. So we're looking for therapists, chiropractors, uh, nutritionists, RDs as well, because don't get me wrong, like us as coaches, we know that side of stuff, but we also want people that, let's say, that had acute or chronic conditions as well that need to be seen by a medical professional. Mm -hmm. So we're looking just to expand into kind of mix and cross market with any type of professional within the health and fitness industry. So that way we could have that one-stop shop at our gym and people understand that we're different from everyone else. Just build a full-on wellness center to where people are like, that's where you go. Instead of being like handed five different cards for different locations or different people of different things you need, we want it all in one location. So you go there, get your food, get a massage, you know, get your supplements, get a smoothie, get your workout in and get everything, get your meal plan and you're good to go. Okay. So it sounds like you guys want to have like a one-stop shop for everything for your customers. That is awesome. I think that's a good place to start to wrap things up in this episode. But before we sign off, where can listeners find you on social media and your website? Um, our social media, uh, Instagram, Desert Metro Fitness or Desert Metro Fit. Desert Metro. I think it's Desert Metro Fit. I forgot because we, we go off names. Well, yeah, we just, yeah, just, names. just type in Desert Metro Fit. And if it's not, you'll find us there. If you need to add the fitness, then it'll be there too. If not, you can find uh, my business partner, Theron, at One Fit Native, or you can find me on Instagram at GilBeast777. And then we'll have our uh, IG handle for the gym there as well. Mm-hmm. We'll be promoting a lot to come. Uh, we're going to be sponsoring muscle contests for the year of 2023 for their bodybuilding shows. Mm-hmm. So you'll be seeing up there as well if you're ever interested in competing as well you know who to talk to okay uh, one, here first ladies and gentlemen heard it here first yeah sorry sorry to interrupt but one thing i will say about business is it's gonna suck okay think of it when you are in your business think of it as you having a small lifeboat and having to pretty much get overseas and invest gonna, your whole life into it basically every day all day it's gonna be tough you're gonna have to roll every day you're going to have to row until maybe you find someone else in that ocean with another smaller boat. And you're going to be like, Hey, you want to link up or Hey, you want to jump in my boat and we can row together. And that's how you slowly start to build the businesses. You're going to have to work a lot before you even hire someone or before you even make money. So think, Hey, it's going to come right here and there. No, it's going to take a while, put in more work before anyone else does it for you. hundred percent. I agree. Well, Theron and Gilbert, we appreciate you for hopping on the podcast today and sharing your background and story in the fitness world. And to everyone who tuned in today, we appreciate you as well. And don't forget, if you want to be notified about future episodes, hit like and subscribe. And if you're interested in joining us to talk about your gym, click the link in the description, fill it out, and our team will be in touch with you very, very soon. And, then, and as always, until next time, Jim Lawrence out. Thank you so much for listening. If you found this content valuable, here's four ways we can help you grow your gym for free. One, grab a free copy of Alex Ramosi's best-selling book, Gym Launch Secrets at alexsbook.com. Two, join our free Facebook group at alexsgroup.com. Three, if you're a gym owner, you can apply to be on the podcast by emailing us at podcast at gymlaunch.com. Four, leave us a five-star review so we can gain access to more gym owners and bring those lessons back to you. And as always, Tap that button and subscribe to this podcast for more.